Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! with a view and it's another wet wet uh, day it's been raining all week folks the ground is saturated i haven't seen the duck river but um it's <laughs> for many of you it's time to move to higher ground that's <laughs> and the rain just keeps coming and keeps coming i am dude number three i am del kennedy dude number two clayton harris I don't think is with us. Not quite he, yet. Not quite yet. He's either out driving the school bus or rowing the boat. I'm not sure which. <laughs> and uh, dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. I hope Clayton is safe and he's not in a submarine or something. You know, maybe he can get on to the station there. I think he just pulled his submarine up to the to the <laughs> station here. Good morning, dude number two, Clayton Harris. <laughs> Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. There we go. Uh, and s- schools are still in. Those, yeah, yeah. We had an eventful morning, but yes, schools are still in. Still rocking and rolling. All right, everything all right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just kids being kids. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Go ahead, Mr. York. Speaking of schools, uh, uh, Clayton, Clayton, did you heard about the incident at Columbia Academy where this coach threw a ball and hit a female student in the head? I saw it on the news, Mr. York. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, it, yeah, it was on one of them. I guess he's got one of those passionate coaching styles like uh, what's, what's the guy up at Kansas used to be throwing chairs. and. Oh, you're talking stuff. about Indiana. You're talking about Bobby Knight. Yeah, Bobby Knight, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that, that that was just he, he since he since uh, resigned. You know. Well, it, it didn't. I don't think it helped either that the uh, that the young lady that got hit in the face with the ball's father is also on the board of directors at Columbia Academy too. So. <laughs> that, that yeah, that's help. real dangerous. <laughs> uh, let me just pose a hypothetical. But, but it should never happen. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do kids like that, man. I mean, you you could have a passion for your sport. But you can't transfer your your upset and anger to a kid that's trying to learn how to play the game. You know, I coached for ten years in the city league. Yeah, well, listen. Let me pose a hypothetical. Would it be okay for a coach to hit a a male player with the basketball in the face? No, I don't think so. That's that's what okay. That's what happened to uh, the man at Ohio State when he punched that quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Well, there, I, I mean, I you know, I, I agree. I just, you don't, you don't, uh, Woody uh, Hayes. Clayton. Woody Hayes. Yeah, Woody Hayes. Yeah, yeah. Kid made a bad throw, and he, kid came off the field. And Woody Hayes punched him right in the in the smith smitters. 
and uh, he lost his job. Woody Hayes was a pretty good coach over the years. Yeah, well known all across the country. Yeah, Woody was in his I think late sixties, early seventies when he when he when that incident happened. So that was a little bit before my it, it's time. It's the same for Bobby Knight. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same for Bobby Knight when he had the Olympics in Puerto Rico. He went over there throwing chairs and stuff in Puerto Rico. Told him, "Do not ever come back to Puerto Rico." Yeah. Uh, now, Coach Knight, uh, you know he he was the coach at Army before he was at Indiana, and uh, yeah, he had a he had a different style, and you don't see that style much anymore in today's society. You, you might you get away with some of that stuff. 20 or 30 years ago but you're not going to get away with it now especially you know it, there's cameras everywhere that's kind of like this mm-hmm. incident that you're talking about mr york over at ca i mean it was on camera and i mean it is what it is i mean it it doesn't look good yeah. it isn't good well, yeah, one of my friends quint buckner played under bobby knight at indiana Quinn, and I ask you know him Quinn, all the time, man, how did you do it? <laughs> you know Quinn Buckner? Huh? You know Quinn Buckner? Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, Isaiah Thomas played for Bobby Knight. You know, uh, Mike Krzyzewski, uh, who was the head coach of Duke, played for Bobby Knight at Army. Um, he's not everybody's cup of tea. Now, I know Kirk Hastings, who's from Perry County, he thought the world about Bobby yeah, Knight. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I remember the, the young man from, from around here that just – just gushed about him all the time and uh, said he'd get, he'd go through a wall for him you know yeah i mean it, it, mm-hmm. you know some 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 kids respond well to it and, and others don't but i think we're moving yeah. to a place in society now where you just you just can't do it you just, you just yeah but do it. I, you know i go to columbia state games too and that coach is pretty hyped up doing the game too man he's ripping and r- raging on the sideline all the time but you know those boys respond to him, so you know. I guess he, he's he's got a winning record since he's been there. So, like you say, it takes the, the temperament of each individual player to deal with things like that. What about you, Mike? You ever had any kids that you just couldn't couldn't deal with? Well, there were a few that uh, pushed me to my lines and stuff like that. But there was always that reminder. You know, I always had to remind myself that I was the adult in this situation. And uh, being loud and being uh, aggressive is one thing. Uh, either putting hands on kids or throwing things at kids is another. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you as the coach are the professional in that in that circumstance. Right. And right. Uh, you're expected to, to to have a higher level of control, a higher level of discipline. And, uh, you know, you know, most coaches that that are loud or whatever, there's a purpose behind what they're doing. There's a you know, the, what we call a method to the madness. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you ever lose that method, if you ever lose control, it's time to take a step back for a while. And yeah. uh, you know, but be getting physical with somebody, you know, grabbing somebody. I I had a coach who, uh, you know, grabbed my face mask a couple of times. When I was playing quarterback. He got mad at me about some things. Grabbed my face mask, pulled it up right next to his nose, and he let me know that he wasn't happy. Um, you know, you can't do that anymore. You can't. You just can't get away with that anymore, and don't need to. You don't yeah, need to. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. you can, you can express yourself. You can make your, yourself known to the kids, uh, to players, without having to get physical on them. All right, coach. We're hearing from Coach Mike Lyle, retired uh, Murray County uh, uh, coach in the public school system, um, Mr. York. I want to get back to you now. 
you uh you ranted, raved, cried, whatever about the Georgia uh Jim Crow two point law, voting law. What do you think about it now? <laughs> it's still it's still a problem, Del. Even Warnock said the lines were much longer. It took people longer time to vent. They closed the 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 loop the the time for early voting they reduced that i think to nine days uh, in lieu of 17 but it made it much more difficult and in warnock's victory speech he pointed out those things that they still need to change some of the laws and give people the ease of voting that's the whole purpose oh my goodness i but, mean but what more still do you a want problem. what more do you want you know i mean clayton's over here shaking his head we want the ease of voting. We don't want people to have to go through all kind of loopholes and stuff when they when they're trying to vote. The yeah, lines shouldn't. They cut back the precincts even on voting day where they had to vote. That's why the lines were so long. Some people stood in line for two or three hours. Oh my goodness! I mean, you know, accept victory graciously. Ballot boxes. Yeah, victory. We we got the victory. I'm I'm proud. That, but still, it, it was a task. You know, it was raining, times, it was cold, and people standing. That's that's a that's a recipe to make people not want to vote. All time record turnout and number of people who voted. Clayton, you're over there shaking your head. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't see any voter suppression when you got record turnout. You know, and well, when it, because they were successful doesn't mean there's not a problem. Well, I mean, you, you, know, you could say you, look at, you, you could say the we, same thing in Colombia, Mr. York. I mean, back yeah. back in earlier in uh, in August, people were complaining that there was only two machines at Riverside Elementary. And then did they change it? I, I don't know. I don't. I think in November they may have added another machine or two. But okay, but, it's but resolved the problem. But I don't think it's voter suppression. I don't think in, anybody's intentionally trying to suppress the vote. You know, if you want to vote, if you need, you know, I, they've made it accessible for anybody to vote. You know, I mean, well, I, Warnock had to Warnock had to file a lawsuit because they also changed the, the 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 Saturday that a lot of people go voting before the end of early voting. They didn't want people to vote, so he had to sue the state. And the judge ruled that they were right and gave them the right to vote on that Saturday before election. Oh gosh, I mean, crocodile tears. So there, there, there's a problem. You know, let's fix the problem. We can whine and cry if about you, it, but you, they ought to fix the problem. Yeah, you're whining and crying, and after winning it all day long, you're still whining and crying. We're looking for perfection, Del. The yeah. ideals of the Constitution. We the people. What you're looking for is um, a. Uh, socialist uh, dictatorship well it uh, wasn't socialist it was it was vote by you know the the winner won what you're looking for is one party rule that's called communism um now let's go on though folks now the republican party of course is you know point figures at each other do us do a circular firing squad <laughs> I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you right now they're having there, fun there is no doubt in my mind that Mitch McConnell wanted Herschel Walker to lose. There's no doubt in my mind. Oh, yeah. That, that way he could do what he's doing now, which is blame Trump. Yeah. Well, uh, he told him early on, no, Clayton, he said the quality of candidates do matter. And America, across America, pointed yeah. that out. And Mitch, McConnell, and, and Mitch McConnell's a scumbag from Kentucky. And why those folks up there continue to elect this guy year after, you know, every six years is just unbelievable. You're talking about the 
uh, definition of a career politician of somebody that's gone to Washington and just stayed there forever. That's Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell doesn't have the best interest of the Republican Party or for the Republican voter out there. He's more worried about the establishment of the Republican Party and keeping any type of control that he can get. And, and again, this all goes back to Donald Trump. He wanted I'm telling you, there is no doubt in my mind he wanted Herschel Walker to lose that race. That way he and others like Paul Ryan um, that you know used to be the Speaker of the House, uh, Kevin McCarthy, those guys can come out and all point their finger at Trump and blame him. Uh, American Instead, people... I told you so, you know. I told you so, but I'm no fan of Mitch McConnell's. Don't, I don't want the listening audience to get me wrong. I am no fan of Mitch McConnell. Well... It, how anybody, Republican or Democrat, could be a fan of Mitch McConnell's, I, I, I just don't understand. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at an article here uh, where uh, it says, you know, Republicans uh, are blaming Trump for what happened in uh, Georgia. And the problem is, let me tell you who the Republicans are that they quote in the article. The first one is uh, uh, this... Uh, Georgia may be remembered as the state that broke Trump once and for all. Listen to this. Former George W. Bush aide Scott Jennings. There you said, go. The next one uh, is John Bolton. His meddling in... Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. The folks, one of, one of the things Republicans have got to remember, and Mitch McConnell is one of them, he, he's, an old, he's a Bush guy. Uh, the, the Bush wing of the party is just dying to come back and what sees rightfully back the Republican Party. Uh, and uh, that's pure poison, folks. Those people are two-time, three-decade losers. And so let's take a break and come back, Mr. York. And keep I'm going to ask thought. you, uh, ask the thought of, will you all have an autopsy? Uh, I think it's going on right now. Let's uh, let's take a break and come back. We'll talk about it, though. Buicks of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America, and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick LaCrosse, Cascada, and Regal. Parks has SUVs, the Encore, Enclave, and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or Parks Motor Sales Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? 
I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Back three dudes with a view. I'm dude number three, Delp Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Delp. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Mr. York, can you hear me? Good morning, Delp. Good morning, listening world. Good morning. Yeah, I can hear you. Can Good deal. Can you hear me? All right. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, folks, our regular Wednesday and Thursday desk, uh, guest dude, Debbie Matthews. I wrote us this morning that I think she and her husband have both got the flu, probably. So uh, she'll be back next week. Uh, all right, Mr. York, you were saying, you know, are the Republicans going to do an autopsy? And here's an, an, uh, a, a spoke. Here's at least a position I agree with in terms of an autopsy is uh, Newt Gingrich uh, was on somewhere in the last day or two. And. Uh, he he says uh, he says you have to play the game by the rules that are existing, and uh, according to him, that includes uh, early voting and includes mail-in voting, which Republicans have traditionally not uh, organized themselves around, not gotten out to vote for mail-in or uh, uh, mail-in voting or early voting, and have. Uh, 
uh, traditionally relied on uh, voting on election day. Uh, yeah, and Newt Gingrich is not the only one saying, you know, you got to fight fire with fire. And and here's my two cents worth for what happened. Clayton, you can chime in uh, anytime. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, we just got out hustled. And all these people here saying, you know, Walker was a, uh, you know, celebrity candidate, no good and all that. Well, we had two candidates that, you know, most of the Republican Party would say were ideal candidates out in Arizona, and they lost. You know, that's just not a valid criticism. Uh, the uh, We just got out hustled. Uh, we didn't get out our votes. We didn't go door to door. We didn't get the mail-in votes. We didn't get out our early voters. And not only that, uh, at least in Georgia, it appears that the Republican Party there just didn't want to do that. Didn't even consider it. So we just got out hustled, people. And Gingrich is right. And it doesn't have anything to do with celebrity or anything else. I mean, it could have something to do with candidate quality, but two perfectly acceptable candidates to all the Republican Party out in Arizona got their, you know, got their butts beat. Um, so, Del, let me let me yeah. say this. I'm, I, I'm going to tell you, there, there was a manager. They were doing a conference out in Las Vegas, and they had thousands, a couple thousand managers conference. You know, big companies hold conferences. It was a dog food company. So he was telling all the managers how good they were and and what they were and what they were doing to improve the company standards in any way, you know, they were going on. The manager was going on. This chief executive was going on and on about it. And he says, uh, why aren't we selling more dog food? One of the managers out in Orders had hollered, the damn dogs won't eat it. <laughs> well, there's always so that's that. the problem. You all, Mr. York, you, you know, calling us dogs? Agree. I hate to, I hate to agree. No, I'm not. I, I was just using that as metaphor. I hate to agree with Mitch McConnell. You all had deniers and deniers and deniers, and most of them lost, except J.D. Vance. You had the wrong product. No, I, I just, I completely don't agree. Uh, we, we got out hustled by Democrats who got out their early voters. They got their mail-in ballots in. Where it was legal, they ballot harvested, put them in drop boxes, and uh, that's I disagree. <laughs> but you, know. you agree with Meek Gingrich when he says you ought to have ballot boxes, but you're saying we ba- we ballot harvested. Man, that's ridiculous. Michael Steele no, tried no, to give you I, a, I, Michael I Steele not. tried to give you an autopsy report I, to how did the Republican Party ought to go, and y'all ran him off. Miss York, I did not say that. What I just said was less than thirty seconds ago is that. <clears throat> Republicans should do ballot harvesting where it is legal. They should use drop boxes. I'm not going to agree with ballot harvesting. They should just use uh, drop boxes to let people have an easier opportunity to vote. That's what they need to do. Well, Republicans need to use drop boxes. They need to use mail-in votes. They need to get out their early votes. And if ballot harvesting is legal in a particular state... Then you, you, I expect the Democrats are going to use it, and uh, Republicans need to use it too. But Mr. York, let, let's just—I'm going to give you a scenario here with, with this ballot boxes and stuff. Let's say that a ballot is sent in the mail 
to a residence and somebody gets uh, somebody's ballot accidentally and they take that ballot out and they vote they mark who they're voting for they sign the person's name who the ballot was intended for they put it back in the envelope and they put it in a drop box what's going to happen to that vote well, first of all, the person that the ballot was sent to is probably going to complain in, in, a, in a reasonable amount of time to say, hey, I didn't get a ballot. And they say, we sent it to you. Okay. So, so you gonna, the, the election oh. commission is going to be able to correct that. But, but are they going to make a note? Are they going to make a note? They will make a note. To go they will in. Make a note. Yeah, they will make a note and they will accept the ballot. And they probably ask that person to deliver it by hand. And they will accept that ballot, and if they find one in the mail, they will discount it. Yeah, well, I don't want to get into a big discussion about. It. I mean, I don't like mail-in ballots, and I, I like Clayton doesn't either. I, I, but no, if, I just think there's so much opportunity for corruption. But, you know, well, there is, but I, I mean, if they're legal in a particular state, in order to win, Republicans are going to have to fight fire with fire. And well, what do you do about the military, though, Delk? The military always use mail-in ballots. We military is stationed all over the world. They yeah, have to use mail-in ballots. That's just not my point. I'm not arguing that mail-in ballots are uh, – I mean, we, we can argue all day long that mail-in ballots are, are no good, and that's what Republicans around the country have been doing. And so they've uh, – where, uh, where mail-in ballots are legal, they've – you know, said, oh, no, we're not going to do a mail-in ballots. We're not going to go out and get people to mail in their ballot. And the Democrats have gleefully said, okay, but we will because it's legal. And they've won every dog on time. Yep. I mean, you know, we just got to face facts, people, as a party. And to go around blaming Trump or uh, bad candidates is simply incorrect and not productive. We got out-hustled. If Trump was on Nick Saban's team, he'd have been cut three elections ago. Wouldn't well, he? I'm not. I'm not necessarily defending Trump. And the a few, the things Trump's done lately, I, I'm 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 about had it with Trump. Uh, but uh, no Constitution, Del. Don't you like that? No Constitution. No well, articles. No rules. I, I you know I I mean I guess that his two main sins were first he he he. Uh, criticized ron DeSantis, which was not smart that was not smart and then he actually said you know that the election of 2020 should be set aside uh or a new election held and folks you know i don't think the system worked right i do think the election was probably stolen but at the end of the day the constitutional process was followed he's got to move on yeah yeah and Joe Biden's the president. You know, I mean, it's just that easy. And Looking in the rearview mirror won't get you forward. Yeah. But you've got these old Bushites who Trump transformed their party, the party of Bush, into the party and the party of McConnell. The, the elites. It, 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 elites and the country club Republicans that you always stereotype, Mr. York. And um, he transformed it into the party of the American worker. And he was very vocal about that was his cause. And the, the the old Bush and Bolton types who are still out there laying in the weeds, they just hated that. They just hated that. And they think now that they're going to rightfully take over the Republican Party. 
Uh, we Republicans have got to be cautious against that. These people are pure poison. They uh, gave us three decades that I would argue have led us to where we are in this country today. Elk, y'all got the same problem Democrats had in the 60s. They had the Dixiecrats didn't want integration and they wanted to rule the party and the Democratic Party, the base of the Democratic Party, say, no, we're not going to go that way. We're going to have integration. You all go ahead and do what you're going to do. So those Dixiecrats went to the Republican Party. When the Tea Party and the Berthas came about, Democrats didn't want them. They went to the Republican Party. When the extreme MAGA folks came on board, Democrats didn't want them. They went to the Republican Party. Yeah, thank you. You got to have people with the guts to stand up and say we're going in the wrong direction. Now, I'm I'm giving you some advice, free advice, but you can do what you want with it, and you probably won't do much. Throw it in the no. You're a microcosm for what. has happened on the national stage now for almost 40 years and mitch mcconnell is is a a prime example of that the national media gets out there and tells republicans what to do and and republicans run like uh you know a cat running from a dog to take the advice of the democrats instead of charting their own course and that was and up until you know the first time any republican had ever shown a backbone and not caved is when mitch mcconnell uh said okay we're going to hold up this supreme court nomination until after the presidential election of 2016 and that That was was, wrong that was the first time any republican had shown a backbone on the national stage in years in years and what trump did is he gave the republican party a backbone again and he gave the republican party the the courage to stand up and i'm using you as a representative for the national media uh mr york he the courage to stand up against people like you and say hell no we will chart our own course we're not listening to your advice we're not going to nominate bob dole john mccain uh mitt romney, mitt romney again because what, what was happened- trump selling Trump was selling divisiveness. He was selling racism. He was selling kill the press. He was selling everything that this democracy stands for. He was selling against it. That's what he sold. And he and 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 thirty percent of your your GOP folks bought into it and still buy into it. Miss York, and again, here we go. I'm calling you the national press, but i think you're you are a very accurate proxy for them uh the uh uh you know divisiveness you know i we could argue about that i I mean i don't i don't think he was i don't think he was purposefully selling divisiveness but certainly he caused divisiveness um but racism yeah yeah he sold that you know, a big bag, free to anybody that wanted to join, you know. And, Give and me you an have example. a certain percentage of Americans that buy into that. Give me an example. Give you an example. All, all the bad mouthing he did about minority women, uh, 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 Waters, Maxine Waters, any minority. What about what she said about he's him? Still, he's still badgering. He's still badgering Miss McConnell about his wife, her F ethnic origin you talk about you, you, ta- you, you talk about marsha blackburn he's not allowed to talk about maxine waters no marsha blackburn can talk about maxine waters but when you got 
But you well, talk. No, I'm saying you, you. You've been critical hey, of Marsha Blackburn. Hey, hey, let me tell you what. And, and yeah, no, but I wasn't trying to denigrate her in some kind of negative Ms. way. I was she, she was in Miss York. He was not trying to denigrate Maxine Waters because she's a black woman. He's denigrating her because she's an idiot. Listen to what she's doing now. She is. She is the chair of the House Finance Committee, and that's just amazing. Because I don't think the woman can spell, but she is. Uh, what what her she's holding hearings right now as chair of the House Finance Committee on um, the role of financial institutions in the horrors of slavery and the need for atonement. Now, Mr. York, th- this is the kind of wing nut stuff she does. I mean, I am not aware. Certainly, here in Murray County, there is not a bank doing business here that was in business before 1865, and I'm not aware of any bank nationwide that was in business before 1865 she's maxine is saying banks should fund community development in black communities support the education of black students um, and as atonement for the role they played in financing and supporting slave and slavery in america this is the kind of wing nut stuff maxine waters uh, does and she deserves ridicule for this not for the color of her skin or her sex or her party this is wing nut stuff as loony as martians landing on the courthouse square do you realize delk that there's still redlining of certain areas in our country oh go find me one bank man you you would have to be an idiot banker to do that and you know if if Maxine Waters is chair of the finance committee, though, wants to do an investigation into redlining, certainly it's possible that there's some out there. I mean, it, if you're in the banking business these days, that's death sentence, and you, you just don't do it. But, okay, it's possible it's going on, and if Maxine is, you know, if she really thinks that's priority for her, uh, the, you know, the finance committee of the U.S., House of Representatives, probably one of the most powerful positions in Congress, then go ahead, Maxine. But to to call on, you know, to call, to, to call on banks in this country to atone for the role they played in financing and supporting slavery in America, when not a dead gum, one of them was in business at the time of slavery and you know what's so pitiful about that is maxine doesn't know that and that's that's just like when she called all the big banks in front of the committee and wanted to know what they wanted to do but we're going to do about student loans and help the people in need who needed student loans were having a hard time paying them and they all responded we haven't been in the student loan business in years this is the chair of the House Finance Committee. But some a of literal them are still moron. Paper on hey. uh, some of them are still holding that paper. They may not be doing them today because this, this, Barack Obama stopped that, but they're still holding the paper on the loans. Well, well I mean, she is a moron. And, uh, she's not a moron. And she's, that no, just, that she's just, no more moronic than Melania Trump is. Well, Melania Trump is not chair of the House Finance Committee and never will be. This, I wonder what was her assets to get a visa we, to come to this country. In the history of this country, we've never had a dumber chair of the House Finance Committee. She's a moron and deserves criticism and contempt, not for the color of her skin, not for her sex. That kind of and that and that, that goes back of, to the same old that, garbage y'all always pull. You know, kind of that kind of view is why you didn't have a red wave, my friend. 
Well, that kind of garbage that you're throwing out there is, you know, every time you disagree, you start hollering racist. You know, well, that's a big part of this community. That's well, a big part well, of this country. A disagreement. You know, every day something happens. But a I'd difference like to, of opinion like is not racism, Mr. York. I'd like to thank Jalen Smith, who's 18 years old, who became the first mayor of Arkansas, Earl, Arkansas. Congratulations, Jalen. You okay. may change the course of the direction of this country and your community. Well, you know. I'm not even And he's a black man. Well, and I welcome, he's elected, and I don't know anything about him, and so I have absolutely no reason to criticize him at this point. 18 years old. But Maxine Waters has got a demonstrated history of moronic leadership in the House, and she deserves our criticism and contempt, and I refuse to back off just because somebody calls me racist for doing that. Let's take a break. Come like, back. Like Colzar and the rest of the crew, huh? This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Do you have your favorite gemstone? I bet you do. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. There is nothing like the beautiful shades of blue, green, red of sapphire, emeralds, and rubies. At Tillis Jewelry, we have a wonderful selection all ready for you to stop by and put on your Christmas wish list. You can pick from our vintage, modern, or custom collection. Serving you at two locations, Tillis Jewelry, Columbia, and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer, Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater and make zero payments for 12 months. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. 
Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKOM-FM 101.7 and WKRM-FM 103.7. All of us here at Kennedy Broadcasting wish you the merriest of Christmases and a happy new year. Our mission here is to promote and connect the community. We look forward to seeing you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hi, this is Julie Beck in Columbia, Tennessee. Join us for Center of Hope's annual New Year's Eve Mule Drop in historic downtown Columbia. Raise a toast to the new year with great music, fireworks, and confetti cannons full of wishes for the best new year ever. This event is free to the public. VIP tickets with proceeds to the Center of Hope are two for $130 or one for $70 and include party favors, finger foods, and two drink tickets in the Magnolia Room over Southern Tray Restaurants. Listen to the broadcast and join the party at the Magnolia Room or go out to watch the live events on the square. To get VIP tickets, go to TicketTaylor.com. The Center of Hope helps victims of domestic violence, rape, and stalking. Special thanks to our sponsors for making this possible. Baxter Family Management, Family Advantage Credit Union, Experience Murray, and more. All right, we are back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. This is our last show of the week tomorrow morning. This time, this channel inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross. We'll be back with you on Monday. All right, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Welcome home, BG, Brittany Griner. Welcome home. You know, I. That's the one. We we left the U.S. Marine sitting over there. It, you know what? What I'm gonna? Yeah, well, what, they're still working on it. Yeah, and what I'm gonna say, Miss York, is you know, here's an a an America hater uh, who would not be anybody that was well known that the United States would care enough to swap for unless she had been such an outstanding and a critic of the United States and she was black and she was gay and I know you're already calling me a racist you know uh, but that's the truth of the matter She, the, the, the president's office wouldn't have paid a bit of attention if she was just uh, uh, another white basketball player uh, who went to church and supported the United States uh, wouldn't, have, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have lifted a finger that's your truth, and you can live with it, Del. But I think he did I don't have any problem. Good that. service to this country, and he's working on trying to get the other person, Mr. Whalen, out. So you know it, it's yeah. an ongoing problem. But, and but Russia what, should have never done what they did, what knowing that doing. she was over there for their entertainment, and then captured her for some BS uh, 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 case. What you are you know, doing, Mr. York, uh, and I'm saying this in a in the sense that again that you, I think you you are very good proxy for the democratic party and the national media uh you are oppressing me 
and I'm 66 years old, don't have any further ambition, don't give a damn. But you are oppressing me, you're oppressing my speech, you're oppressing my thoughts, and it, you know, it is legitimate for me to criticize uh, Brittany Griner for not being somebody worthy of uh, the attention of the United States government to trade for. Uh, a Russian warlord. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I refuse to back down because you're a racist. I mean, my, my criticism uh, stems from, uh, from uh, the position she's taken against the United States consistently. And, uh, who took a position against the United States? Brittany Grander? Yeah, it wouldn't take a knee and all this kind of stuff. I mean, she's got a right not to take a knee. You know, if you listen to the Star Spangled Banner, there's a there's a stands in the Star Spangled Banner that that sanctions slavery, man. But but if, why? if you go past the first first verse, she's got a right to to make what a response the hell? to that. That's the first I've heard of it. I never have heard of that. Read read read, read the second stanza of the Star Spangled Banner. Well, just tell me what it says. I, I can't remember it from by memory, but there is a stanza in there that. Francis Scott Key supported slavery. Everything can't be racism. I mean, it's just Mr. York. Well, you know, you you have to you have to be the judge of that. I'm just pointing out some things that exist in this country that we still uphold. I mean, I and people and people kind of brush over it. You know, this is a the the national media and you as a proxy for the Democratic Party. You know, seek to oppress my. Oppress. I can't. I can't oppress you, Dell. You have power. You have the microphone. You ha- you have control. I can't oppress you. I can complain. You're trying, and 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 trust me. I mean, most most uh, white men of this community are just simply not going to get in this conversation. They're just not. Mr. Mr. York, did you remember a story after Charles took over uh, in England about uh, all the vast amounts of wealth that? you know he had inherited and his son had inherited and how there was a movement for reparations in britain do you, do you recall that about a month or two ago yeah i remember something to that effect i don't know what what came of it but you know they charles and them had acquired matter of fact they they lease all the property to the government in england that's why they are still in power i got a clip uh, from uh, CNN, Don Lemon was actually talking about this uh, th- this situation. I want you to hear what the uh, journalist uh, from from Britain said to him, and I want to get your response. When you know there's all of this wealth, and you hear about it, comes as England is facing rising costs of living, a living crisis, austerity budget cuts, and so on. And then you have those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism and they're wondering you know 100 billion dollars 24 billion dollars here and there 500 million there some people want to be paid back and uh, and members of the public are wondering why are we suffering when you are you know you have all of this vast wealth those are legitimate concerns well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when across the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished sla- uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery 
Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say, who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages? Absolutely. That's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time. It's an interesting discussion. Clay, Clay, Thank Clay, you very that's much. That's an interesting discussion. We'll yeah. But all of that is not true because the Dutch and the Portuguese really started collecting slaves in Africa. So African kings not ne- start. So Africans, Africans never might have trade they might have traded some for for whatever resources they could get, but the real slavery started between the Dutch and the Portuguese that co- were trying to colonize uh different countries in Africa. And that's how they got the slaves. They started the, the slave trade. Hell, I don't know, and I, I you know, whatever. If, if you if you go back and look at history, you you would you know you could you could find how her version of how slavery started is is skank. It's not correct. There there's more than one story to it. Well, so Africans never sold their own people. I'm not going to say they did. I wasn't there during the time, but there, the, the report said some of that did happen. But but the majority of slaves collected were taken by force. Well, folks, let's uh, you know. Unfortunately, slavery happened. And, uh, who shot John? It, it it still happened, and uh, that's unfortunate. One of our listeners has. Uh, mailed in we're we're unaware of this most it, uh, apparently and i wasn't aware until right now the star spangled banner has several uh stanzas in it and um uh the one we sing is only the first stanza the one we typically sing at a at a sporting event or a ball game or whatever um uh, and here's the second stanza though that i'd never heard of or seen or heard uh before today i'm going to read it uh, and here's what it says. Uh, on the shore dimly seen through the mist of the deep where the foe's haughty host in dread silence reposes. What is that which the breeze over the towering steep as it fitfully blows half conceals half discloses. Now it catches the gleam of the morning's first beam in full glory reflected now shines in the stream. Tis the star spangled banner. Oh, long may it wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave and our listener who sent that in goes what in the hell is racist about water light and wind and i, I agree i mean everything that's, that's not com- that's not the complete v- version that's not the complete version dale that's just part of it well it's the second stanza maybe you're thinking of the it's third not, stanza, it's, not, it's not the complete it's not the complete well no. yes it is okay let's see you're looking the third stanza is the only reference that i've ever seen of it all right let's let's get down to the third stanza no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the there you go well there you go then it's my error it wasn't the second it's the third well let's let's see what it says mr york because just because it uses the word slave doesn't mean it's racist no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. 
uh, let's read the whole stanza and let's see where it takes us. And where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country, should leave us no more? Their blood was washed out, their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph that wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. Um, I, I, folks, I read that as America trying to uh, protect everybody, uh, including the least of us, which at the time were hirelings and slaves. Uh, that's how I read it. But one of the issues that the British said that they were going to free the slaves, and that really acerbated the problem between the British and the colonies. Okay, but what's that got to do with this passage in the Star-Spangled Banner? It's, it still supports slavery. If, if you read it with understanding, it supports slavery. Well, I'm sorry. I disagree. I see it as a commentary that America seeks, sought to protect uh, even the least of us at the time. Uh, and not just the elites. That's that's what the stanza is saying. Well, if you talk including, to historians, including they, saves they, they and might hirelings. disagree with you, Del. What's if you that? Talk to historians, if you talk to historians, they might disagree with oh, you. Oh, that's that black 1619 crazy. Not, not 1619. Talk to John Meacham up in Nashville. That's crazy town. I, I mean, I, I just can't read it that it supports... I mean, it does accept slavery as a fact... At, which it was at the time, uh, unfortunately. It accepts slavery as a fact without comment as to whether it was good or bad. Uh, that's what it does. Uh, and guess what? Slavery was a fact yep. at that time. Yep. Um, all right, folks. We will we see. out of here. Yeah, I think we're about to go. We will see you Monday. Have a good weekend, Mr. York. You too. Have a great weekend, everybody. Get a